Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, having followed a trail from the Sonic Laboratory to Metropolis, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, finally comes face-to-face with Butcher Stark, and falls victim to his deadly power. Out of my way, bud. Don't start anything, Stark. This is as far as you go. Oh, yeah? That's what you think. Oh, what the... Changing your mind now, ain't you? Oh, my ears. Ha, ha, hurts, don't it? Oh. Hurts real bad. Stop, I can't stand it. Of course you can. Nobody can. <laughs> Nobody in the whole cockeyed world can stop what you start now. <laughs> Have you ever had a really bad sunburn, gang? You know, the kind where you itch all over and it hurts to be touched? Well, I know a boy who was once so badly sunburned that he almost had to go to the hospital. You see, he lived near a beach every summer for several years, but for some reason or other, had never had a real sunburn. But last summer, on the first hot day, he went down to the beach early in the morning. He stayed all day, eating lunch there, and by five o'clock, he began to wonder why he itched so much. Then on the way home, he noticed his skin was the color of a very ripe tomato and was very hot. And soon it was so sore that even the touch of his clothes was a searing pain. Of course, his mother quickly called the doctor, who arrived to find him on the bed, moaning in agony. The doctor applied some soothing cream and fed him some drugs to put him to sleep. But he told my friend's mother that if the boy had remained in the sun a little longer, it might have been necessary to take him to the hospital. The trouble was, the doctor explained, the boy didn't know that you must build up an immunity to the sun's rays. That means expose yourself for just a short while at first and gradually increase the time in the sun. Now, gang, you don't want to be in my friend's predicament, do you? Well, to avoid that, try to remember these rules suggested by the American Red Cross. One, build up immunity to sunburn little by little. Two, use a good sunburn ointment. Three, if you do get a sunburn, apply calamine lotion. That's C-A-L-A-M-I-N-E, calamine, or a tannic acid solution and jelly. Remember, doctors will tell you that a sunburn is a real burn like that from a fire and is not healthy. So be smart. Avoid too much sun. Be content to brown gradually. <laughs> The Adventures of Superman. Attention, all cars, District 9. All cars, District 9. Proceed at once to Metropolis Railroad Terminal. Emergency. Fire equipment and ambulances already notified. Operate on Disaster Plan 3. Repeat. The normal rush and bustle of the Metropolis Railroad Terminal during the morning hours has suddenly become disorder and confusion. Throngs of commuters pause in their usual mad dash to work to cluster near the train gates and watch open mouths as scores of ambulance orderlies file between police lines carrying stretcher loads of unconscious men and women as Perry White, Daily Planet editor and mayor of Metropolis, approaches the scene. Oh, Mayor White, I'm glad you got here, sir. Hello, Kane. Where's Inspector Henderson? He was way uptown when the alarm came in, told me to act as his deputy. What's the story here? We... We don't exactly know yet. What do you mean, you don't exactly know? What happened to that train? Oh, why are the windows all broken? Well, this is the story as I've gotten it so far, sir. 
The train was the regular commuter local from Claremont. It was running on time and everything was normal. Yes, yes. It started to pull in on this track here when suddenly there was a strange noise of some kind. All the windows in the first two cars were shattered and the train came to an automatic stop right where you see it. What do you mean by a strange noise? Was it uh, an explosion of some kind? No, sir. At least there's no evidence of any explosion, that is. There's no damage to any of the cars other than the broken windows and, oh, yes, all the light bulbs are gone, too. Everything made of glass is shattered. Hang it all, Kane. Do you mean to tell me that all this was caused by a strange noise? There seems to be no other explanation, sir. Everyone who heard it was conscious of a sharp pain, like a, a severe earache. And then it was all over. Well, that's the most fantastic thing I ever heard of. Uh, I want to examine the cars myself. Yes, sir. This way, sir. Mayor White, the center of the... Well, whatever happened seems to have been... Hey, well, here. what's where you're going, Kane? You almost stepped on that man. Oh, sorry. One of the stretcher bearers should come for him. Great Caesar's ghost. Well, what's the matter? It's, it's Clark Kent. Clark Kent? Well, I'll... Kent. Kent, come on, come on. Snap out of it, boy. Snap out of it. Oh. Uh, he's opening his eyes. Oh, Easy, what? boy. Easy. How... Easy. Chief, how did you... No, 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 Kent. Don't try to sit up. We'll have you taken right to the hospital. Hospital? Oh, no, no, no. I'm all right now, Chief. It would be better, Mr. Kent. You should have a doctor look you over. I don't need a doctor. I'm all right. No, you are, eh? Then why do you keep shaking your head like that? Hell, it's a funny buzzing noise in my ears. Uh, look, Chief, I, I've got something to tell you. Let's get out of here. All right. Kane, I'm going back to my office in City Hall with Kent. If anything new develops, call me there. How do you feel now, Kent? Oh, all right, Chief, but my head is still ringing like a Chinese gong. Mm, that's funny. All the other people in those first two cars are still unconscious. How in the world did you recover so quickly? Oh, I, I, I guess I was lucky. As usual. Say, what incarnation were you doing on that train, anyhow? I was trying to catch the man who was responsible for what you saw there. Well, what man is that? Butcher Stark. What? Killer who escaped from the death house at state prison day before yesterday. Stark. You, you, you mean he's here in Metropolis? That's right. Great, gee, Hossifat. How did he... I mean, no, no, what, no, look, what is Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is going to be pretty hard for you to swallow, so I suggest you just sit down, loosen your collar, and listen hard for two minutes. All right. All right, Ken, go on, go on. Let me have it, let me have it. Well, it began last night. At least that was when I was brought into it. That ma- I mean, uh, Bruce Wayne picked me up in his car and drove me up to the mountains. While we were... Uh, now, wait. What time was this? A little after midnight. Uh, sustained time for a drive. Uh, but go on. Well, it, it seems Bruce had been visiting a friend up at a sonic laboratory in the mountains. Uh, sonic laboratory? Yes, you, you know, where they experiment with the power of sound. Oh, oh, oh yes. Well, uh, while he was there, two men who were later identified as escaped convicts broke into the lab. And one of them was Stark? Right. But as it happened, there was a thunderstorm up there at the time, and a heavy bolt of lightning struck the lab while the two convicts were in it. Uh-oh. One of them died soon after, but Stark somehow managed to survive. And when he came to... There was a strange sound coming from his throat. Well, what do you mean by strange? Uh, a whistle? Oh, no, uh, you might call uh, it a, an electronic hum. And what would an electronic hum be? Well, I, I can't explain exactly, Chief, except that it... Well, it, it, it's a deadly penetrating sound. And that was coming from Stark's throat? Yes. Incredible. Apparently, that bolt of lightning passing through the high-frequency sonic equipment of the laboratory made Butcher Stark capable of creating deadly sound. Sound that so far has knocked people unconscious and broken windows. And there's no telling what will happen should he really shout. Now, now, wait a minute. Look here, Kent. Are you trying to make me believe that a man can knock people out with his voice? No, I told you it would be hard to believe. When you hear the rest. As Stark grew stronger, his voice apparently became more and more unbearable. By the time I reached the laboratory with Bruce, one of the scientists was dead, the other two were unconscious... Oh, no. ...and Butcher Stark was gone. Oh. And then, well, to make a long story short, I went after him. Traced him to Claremont, found out he'd boarded a train for Metropolis... I caught up to the train. Now, how did I... you manage that? Well, that isn't important, Chief. What is important is that Stark grew suspicious and started to leave. I tried to stop him, but he just raised his voice and, well, 
You know the rest. And you mean to say that more than a hundred people were knocked unconscious by, uh, by, by his voice alone? That's right. I was standing right next to him. It was awful. The pain went right through my head. I, I, I just couldn't take it. Kent, I have known you for a long time. You're one of my best reporters. But honestly, I can't swallow this yarn. It's too ridiculous. Chief, all you have to do is get hold of Bruce Wayne. He'll tell hey, you. Excuse me. Yes? Oh, send him in. Speak of the devil. Bruce? Yeah. Kent Bruce, just the man I want to see. What happened to you, Kent? I've been looking all over town for you. Well, I... Your office, your apartment. I just came here to ask Mayor White about you. I met up with Butcher Stark, and I couldn't hold him. What? Uh, Wayne, is uh, he telling the truth? Does Butcher Stark have a voice that can knock people unconscious? Butcher Stark? Who's he? Bruce, didn't you take Kent up to a sonic laboratory last night and tell him a story about a man who'd been struck by lightning? Me? I certainly did not. Bruce, are you out of your mind? On the contrary, Kent, you must be losing yours. Because I haven't the slightest idea of what you're talking about. Stunned by Bruce Wayne's flat denial, Kent sinks back in his chair and stares at his friend, who merely looks at Perry White and shrugs his shoulders. What is the meaning of this obvious lie? We'll know in a moment, gang, so keep listening. You know, gang, the woods are swell for hiking, camping, and picnicking in the summer. But there are a few things in the woods that you've got to watch out for. And one of the most unpleasant of these is the poison ivy family, which includes poison oak. These plants are so attractive because of their shiny green leaves, always arranged in clusters of three. But it's that very shininess on the leaves that makes them dangerous, because it's a special oil secreted by these plants that, on contact, causes your skin to get red and swollen. Itch like all get out. Worse, blisters may form and infection set in. Now, it isn't really hard to prevent infection from poison ivy and oak, Here are some ideas suggested by the American Red Cross. In the first place, learn to recognize poison ivy and oak. Poison oak is more deeply notched than ivy, but both are vines that grow as shrubs, creepers, and lots of other forms. Secondly, if there's the slightest possibility that you have touched any, wash as soon as you can using plenty of hot water and soap. Then wash with rubbing alcohol and rinse in water. Now, even with these precautions, you may still develop a rash. If you do, the Red Cross suggests you use one of these methods. One, apply dressing soaked with a strong solution of Epsom salts. Two, use a paste made of soap and a little water. Three, and probably best, get your doctor to suggest something, and always call in a doctor in severe cases. Now, if you follow these precautions, gang, you won't have to worry about the annoyance and possible danger of infection that comes from poison ivy and poison oak. And now... Back to the adventures of Superman. With a flat denial of his part in the strange adventure at the Sonic Laboratory, Bruce Wayne, otherwise known as Batman, has put Kent in a difficult position. And now, a few minutes later, when he and Bruce have left City Hall, Kent demands an explanation. All right, Bruce, what's the idea? Give. Sorry, Kent, but I had to do it. Why? You made me look like an idiot. The chief thinks I'm crazy. It was the only way. We can't let the news leak out. What are you talking about? I saw Johnson and Dr. Vance this morning. Oh? They warned me that Butcher Stark is in possession of a deadly power. Well, of course he and is. And that if people knew about it, they'd be panic-stricken. It's got to be kept quiet until he can be stopped. But I still don't see why you... another had... thing. Stark is no great intellect. I doubt if he knows what to do with his power right now. But if somebody who is smart knew what he could do and got hold of him... Oh, I get it. But we may not be able to keep it a secret forever, you know. If we can keep quiet just until we catch him. I caught him, Wayne. He was standing right in front of me, and I couldn't do a thing about it. Well, you weren't ready for yes, him. Yes, I was. And his voice knocked me cold. You know, Bruce, strange as it may sound, I think Superman is more vulnerable to Stark than anyone else. Are you kidding? No. You see, my hearing is keen. Keener than anyone else. And that's where Stark's great power lies. 
So unless I can find some way to withstand his voice, I, Superman, am utterly helpless. A worried look creasing his brow, Superman expresses his inner sense of helplessness against Butcher Stark. The one man in the world whose power seems great enough to conquer the Man of Steel. What will Superman do? What can he do? And what will be Butcher Stark's next move? Gang, you're in for a startling surprise in our next suspense-packed episode. So don't fail to listen. Same time, same station, to episode five of The Voice of Doom on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned now to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you'll hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the network for the all-star baseball game tomorrow, the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. My wife complimented the show's very logical explanation, which is not something she typically does. Though I guess on the negative side, she did laugh at the advice for uh, staying safe in the sun. She has very fair skin and didn't find this solution particularly workable at all. We've learned a few things in the past uh, nearly 70 years, I guess. I have mixed feelings about Batman's decision to deny what happened to Perry White. On one hand, he's got a point about the publicity. On the other, this guy is a wanted escape killer, even without the special powers. And it seems like it'd be kind of nice for policemen who are going to be on the lookout for an escaped death row inmate anyway, that uh, he's especially dangerous. I think this could have been a little better managed, but... It's an interesting turn in the plot, nonetheless. And again, as Andrea said, a very logical uh, reason for the might affect Superman. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens down the line. All right, listener comments and feedback now. We have a new review on iTunes. Jay Daff uh, writes, first of all, Adam is passionate about old-time radio, and it comes across in all his podcasts. Do yourself a favor and ignore all these comic book pencil-neck geeks who are really rude. Give a listen and enjoy and find out what real entertainment is all about. Thanks, Adam. Well, thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate your kind remarks. And that's that will do it for today. If you do have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes. And pick up your copy of the Powerhouse Heroic Adventures Bundle. Available in fine ebook stores or at audible.com or through the iTunes store. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.